Hello, I'm David Schneider, writer, director, man who wastes far too much time on social media and co-founder of social media agency That Lot. Uh, what we do is we make social content for brands and broadcasters, and now we make this podcast, Social Gold. Uh, so today is our first episode, and we're going to be talking about social media laughs in the age of lockdown, or lol downs, if you will, which um, which you probably won't. And because he's the funniest man I know, no pressure, I thought it'd be good to invite my co-founder and fellow David, David Levin, into the Zoom room I call my home now. Hello, David. Hello, mate. Uh, thank you for the fake news in that intro. If I was in even the top 500 funniest people you know, I would be astonished. Yes, I've just checked. You are in the top 500, so <laughs> well done. Um, just to let you know, there are a lot of Davids in our company. Um, we do employ non-Davids, and you will be hearing from one of them later, Lucia Peachy, who's a TikTok creator and influencer. Um, but because uh, there's so many Davids, I refer to David always as DL. I'll try to call him David, but there's no doubt I will call him DL, and he may well call me DS. So yeah, so David, tell me, how do you feel this overview of social at the moment is how's it how's it uh how's it looking you think in the new normal it is a strange and in some ways wonderful time i'm talking specifically about social media it's not a wonderful time for us as, as people of course as, as a species we i think for those of uh, us that spend a lot of time on social media i think you'd have to say that there's some of the best things about it are coming out at the moment. So I think particularly on the back of the sort of the the years of people ranting about Brexit and the election of of Trump and everything else. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> it's 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 been good to have even though the thing that has has unified us is absolutely terrible and horrific and scary from a purely social media perspective, it seems to have brought out a lot of the the best in people in terms of creativity but also in terms of wanting to help each other and the need for togetherness and so yeah in many ways I feel like it might be social media's finest hour. So let's move on to comedy content. Yeah so for me there are three types of laughter that you can see on social. There's there's satire which is if you like people running towards the problem and trying to deal with it um, angrily trying to change things. There's observational humour, which is people sitting beside the problem and saying, look, uh, this isn't, isn't it like this? And there's just silly humour, which is people running away from the issue. And I think it's really exciting, as someone who's worked a lot in comedy, to see how vital comedy is for, for bringing people together. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's tricky because I think from a brand perspective, which we're going to talk about later, there is nervousness and, and and understandably so that um that uh, when you're sort of making jokes in this area it is tricky and, 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 and there's challenges there from a brand perspective but in general i think any sort of disastrous situation it inspires a lot of of great comedy and a lot of great entertainment and and as you say i think the sort of the side of it that that i see most of and that i'm more involved in is the kind of the the sitting next to it bit the sort of relatable humor that's where you know a lot of the particularly the broadcasters who we work with the the channel fours and prime videos it's about kind of talking about this thing that we're all dealing with together and finding a sort of light-hearted take on it and if possible a light-hearted take on it that is is relevant to to your world and your tv shows so what sort of stuff have you on your side of the business what sort of stuff have you been doing there so to take one of our clients as an example, take E4, we 
sort of like a lot of broadcasters, our, our strategy there is normally sort of quite straightforward in terms of just taking the the sort of the best bits from the shows, heroing the characters, and sort of turning that into to relatable social gold. But um, since uh, lockdown, we've kind of pivoted what we do to make it sort of uh, make sure what we're doing is is lockdown fit like joe wicks um we have sort of broken it down into into three sort of areas really so there's the emotionally uplifting which is the kind of welcome fun distraction bit um functionally helpful uh content that actually informs and educates but also gives people a laugh whilst we do it and then there's capturing the zeitgeist which is mostly memes um, but sort of reflecting the mood and the conversation and how it's evolving during lockdown. Um, and by kind of making sure that what we're doing is so specifically focused on on sort of lockdown behaviour, it has, has really worked. And I think the big part of that is because it is very relatable and people are looking at it and thinking, yeah, that's me too. Uh, and it's something we've been doing a lot of for quite a lot of our clients. And I think that's the thing that we've, we've learnt, um, that you've got to be agile. There's no point... Um, it's really torn up the rule books and all these sort of content calendars and like, uh, in five months' time, we will be putting out the following meme. Uh, you've, everything's been thrown up by the crisis. Um, mm-hmm. and, and what we found, I guess, is that uh, the brands that can be agile uh, are the ones that, and that can capture how people feel um, are the ones that, that that are doing well uh, and that are making a difference, I suppose, and 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 being helpful. Um, Definitely, I think because it's kind of we talk about BAU content, which is you know business as usual content, and this is certainly business as unusual at the moment. And so it's I think the the brands and the the, the agencies that are adapting to that are the ones that are are winning, and partly because things change so quickly and dramatically every day during this pandemic that unless you're evolving what you're doing based on that, you're already, you know, within two days, you can be completely out of date with what you're saying or what advice you're giving or what jokes you're making. We do the Have I Got News For You feed. And uh, you can see with the feed of people like Frankie Boyle that what they're trying to do is is hold the government to account, for instance. There's a post that did very well for Have I Got News For You, which was when, if you remember, on a Thursday evening, uh, hundreds of people came out onto Westminster Bridge to um, applaud the NHS in a big crowd. And uh, Have I Got News For You posted, breaking hundreds of people gather on Westminster Bridge to applaud the NHS staff who will be treating them for coronavirus next week. And this sort of humour is really important now as well. Even if it's a more aggressive type of humour, what it's trying to do is is point out hypocrisies, deficiencies, and remedy them. And that's another great thing about humour, and we see a lot of this sort of humour at the moment, is that it can act as a Trojan horse for your opinions. If you're just ranting, people maybe won't share your opinions, they won't listen to you, they'll just think, stop ranting. If you're actually being satirical and if you if you bung it in a Trojan horse of comedy, then that allows it to be shared uh, on social and it is a, a way where you can uh, get things to change. Satire, not so much your bag, DL? Not really into it, mate, no. Um, no what, um... Let's move on then. <laughs> A good example of a sweet spot with satire, something that doesn't get carried away as perhaps I may have done uh, myself, um, is some of the sort of TikTok challenges we've seen with um, 
Trump's speeches, where people take Trump's speeches and mouth them in the TikTok way uh, in different circumstances. So a great example of this is a TikTok clip from KY Scott, and she filmed herself speaking these inspiring words from Donald Trump as if she or he, Trump, uh, was drunk in the club. So just close your eyes, imagine somebody's off their face and talking nonsense at 2 a.m. right at you. Have, have you closed your eyes? Great. Antibiotics used to solve every problem. Now one of the biggest problems the world has is the germ has gotten so brilliant that the antibiotic can't keep up with it. And they're constantly trying to come up with a new. People go to a hospital and they catch, they go for a heart operation. That's no problem, but they end up dying from, from problems. You know the problems I'm talking about. I do know the problems you're talking about, Donald. Now, if you excuse me, I'm going to dance on the dance floor, even though I hate dancing because you're frightening me. Um, Donald Trump there, who is president of the United States of America. Um, so then the third type of comedy um, that we're seeing at the moment, and which is so necessary at the moment, um, is stuff that is just silly escapist stuff. Um, there's a lot of it out there, isn't it, the... Uh, um, oh, sorry, I was just drinking some bleach. Um, yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> there is a lot of it out there. Um, and I think this is sort of the bit, where, this is the the stuff that we've been able to just sort of look at and and sort of forget about the the madness for for a few minutes, which is, uh, which is great. Um, I really loved the one, um, uh, David Baddiel's brother. Is it Ivor Baddiel? Yeah, that's going to um, hurt him. That's going to hurt him. Uh, yeah, I was really, I, as soon as I said that, I hated that. I, I, I'm just, he's not someone I was aware of before this, but I am now a big fan of his social media work. This is Ivor Bedeal, brother of David, and a very funny Bedeal in his own right. So he also went to my school. I don't think he was one of those who bullied me, so we're okay. Uh, remember that great clip from a couple of years ago, the man being interviewed by BBC News, only to be interrupted by first his toddler, then his baby, then his panicking wife. Uh, well, Ivor took this one step further and imagined he was being interviewed by BBC News when his teenage son walks in with hilarious consequences. What would you say in those circumstances? Oh, I think you've got to... Fuck, I'm on... Fuck off, I'm on live telly! Oh, yeah, yeah, fuck Jesus. off out of it! Get out of my office! I'm on fucking hell! Fuck off, you little twat! Sorry. Why do you think that works, DL? <laughs> um... It's great for a few reasons. One, because, uh, I mean, it's the relatable thing. So at the moment, we're all uh, getting interrupted constantly during our uh, Zoom calls or uh, house party quizzes or whatever it is. Um, but particularly for in a work context, uh, interrupted by loved ones or kids. Um, and so it's particularly pertinent on that in that regard um but it's also just because i'm i'm a big fan like of the several thousands of people that, that shared that of um really good sweary comedy and uh, there's just some real exquisite swears in that yeah it was it was really well put together well performed but also it was like so there was so that was a big stone of comedy dropped in the pond of our lives i don't know where nice. this metaphor is going to work yeah, there were further ripples of comedy that then spread out um, with people believing it. It was so well done that people believed in that's all the best authentic comedy. Uh, it's, it doesn't work unless people get angry and believed it. For instance, one guy said, no, it's abuse. It's not funny at all. And anyone who thinks it is needs to have a long, hard look at their values. 
someone else said he has objections about his son coming on live TV, but no issues about using four-letter words incessantly. <laughs> Ironical. So I don't know why that became a Dalek there. Um, uh, but yeah, so there was that extra layer of comedy, um, which maybe wasn't quite so generous about people... Um, people finding it real. But that's a real tribute to it. And uh, I'm going to say a showbiz anecdote now, which the producer may well cut out. Um, but when we were back in the day putting together the Alan Partridge uh, radio show. Oh, we um, Alan so, Partridge. Thank you very much. I, I, you have not said it, so I thought I might. <laughs> uh, knowing me, knowing you on the radio. Uh, and there, there were complaints after complaints from people saying, why is this man still on the radio? He hit a child last uh, last week, and yet he's still on the radio. And that was a measure for us um, that it sounded authentic and that it looked authentic. Another great example of beautiful, silly humour was MC Hammersmith, who is a posh white bloke, that's how he self-identifies, from West London, uh, who decided to use the lockdown time to learn how to rap. And he made a YouTube video to prove it, currently sitting on 45,000 views. Um, I think it deserves 45 million, personally. So here's an early verse. Had a lot of thoughts in self-isolation Like could I ever be the next rhyme sensation? What an ambition. I'm posh and from Britain. But to ponder my vision, here's some tosh that I've written. So he's not lying. He's a posh white bloke. He is rapping. So far, so okay. Even I, as another posh white bloke from Posh White Bloke Club, could have done that. But then he hits you with some bars. That's what it says in the scripts. I, for me, hitting someone with bars is something out of a Tex Avery cartoon. But the producer has written, and then he hits you with some bars. I'm intergalactic and Mr. Fantastic, my lyrics are magic and quick and erratic, my spits is elastic, my liver is plastic, and so fucking hard the medics are metallic, and whipping a frantic and sinister tactic, and ripping the fabric of freaking semantics, and this is a classic, and shit's a dramatic, I'm very dead, I'm flipping Jurassic. And that's what's so great about this, as an example of we're in this sort of uh, stuck in Groundhog Day, where, you know, if we're lucky, obviously a lot of people are in worse situations than us, but if we're lucky, we're in Groundhog Day, where every day is the same, uh, and what we need and what comedy offers, if it's good, is, a, is surprise and delight, as we may say to our clients. It's something that comes out of nowhere and suddenly changes, makes our Groundhog Day existence a little bit different. And that's what's so great about this, even when you look at how it's structured, where he talks, the first section is just him introducing himself, then there's rapping that's, you know, it's, it's fine, it's fine. And then there's, there's a bit that gets you just clapping. And for me, it's like I'm salivating with the pleasure, the comedic pleasure of of the surprise that he offers us there. Uh, and yeah. for a moment, in that moment, comedy allows you to completely forget the arsery of the hellscape that we find ourselves <laughs> in. Thank you, comedy. <laughs> Thank you, MC Hammersmith. So two um, things about, I was going to say two things that, that you may or may not need to interject with it. But one is the timing, uh, it got, it, the, the rapping gets brilliant just before I was about to, stop the clip. So the first time that I saw it, I was sort of get just when I was about to get bored of the novelty of just the fact that he's just a posh bloke uh, rapping, then he started getting brilliant. So that was the the timing that was so good. The other thing about it is it leans into this relatable thing of people using their lockdown time to get good at a new thing, which people are getting so bored of uh, other people on social media bragging about how they've used the time to become, uh, to do a PhD in rocket science or whatever it is. But actually, 
learning to be brilliant at rapping when you're not someone that would normally uh, rap is a pretty decent use of lockdown time. Totally. And from the sort of social media perspective, it's interesting what you pick out there about the timing, because the timing is perfect for a YouTube video, because mm. you are about to go, yeah, this is all right. And then he he blasts out the bars um, and you just think he on Facebook, probably people wouldn't have. Maybe that's why it hasn't gone viral on social, strict social media, because it's not structured like a Facebook video or a Twitter video, mm. would you say? Yeah, I think you still get more, although the, the rule is still the same that you need to hit people hard early. Uh, on YouTube, I think you get a bit more sort of grace in terms of people will be prepared to watch that in uh, totality as a, as a piece of work that may last a few minutes. And it's more normal, I think, to expect it to build to something. Whereas I think we're still a lot more brutal on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah, on Facebook, I would have probably have, have, have closed it within about four and a half seconds, which is, is a depressing reality, but something that I think we also see with a lot of the clients we work with. Joining us now is a young person, uh, no offence DL, but that's not why she is here. Lucia Peachy is a TikToker, a TikTok influencer, and she also works for us, so she couldn't really say no. Uh, so let's please welcome Lucia. Hello. How's it going in this madness? It's going good. So do you want to tell us how you got into TikTok? I joined the app about three years ago now when it was still called Musical.ly. Uh, just as a side hobby as a video platform after missing Vine when that shut down. Vine, I miss Vine. Vine's yeah. great. I used it as a way to kind of uh, show off my hobby of cosplaying, dressing up, making props and clothing. Once I started to pick up a bit more popularity, I started showing off my editing um, until I people really seemed to like that. So now that's what I continue <laughs> doing on the platform. And, and what do you think the secret of TikTok success in general is? The random, the better. I think if you can create something that people haven't seen before, that seems to do really well. And, and what is it that you love about it? I just love how chaotic it is. There just doesn't seem to be any control. It's just people going really crazy, having fun, and people kind of more being themselves, I would say, than other social media platforms. No one feels like they're hiding anything it just seems to be like very open and 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 do you think now that we oldies have discovered it has it has it which has happened a lot because of the lockdown as well oldies and brands do you think is it changing i wouldn't say it's changed that much it's still chaotic gen z humor but i definitely have seen a rise of creators who are probably in their late 20s early 30s um so old so old <laughs> Well, old, oldish for the platform. Oh, I've seen some older. There was a um, uh, a granddad who went viral a little while ago with his granddaughter making TikToks through the window. Definitely seen more um, parents as well on there with their children. And, and is that teachers. because of the lockdown? Has the lockdown changed TikTok? Definitely. The, the content that um, is now created on the platform went from being very like meme based of people going, oh, I can't believe I'm stuck inside, although I'm stuck inside all the time gaming anyway, to um, people being more creative with their time. I've seen a lot more content based around art or um, 
clothes making. I've seen one guy who's been following uh, how to basic videos and making dresses out of jumpers for himself. Um, people cutting their hair, showing people how to do it properly. Cooking. So do you think it's getting, is it getting better or do you, did you prefer it before all the ancient 28-year-olds arrived? Um, I think it's getting better. I think people have been a lot more creative with their videos rather than just standing there dancing for 15 seconds or pretending to mime to a scene. I saw one this morning of a guy who sing, um, created the whole scene from The Kingsman in the bar just by himself creating all the shots and redoing everything in different costumes. Wow. must have taken them forever. Have you changed what your output is as a result of COVID? I have tried to put a bit more time into my videos now that I, I have a bit more time in the day. You know, travelling from work takes it out of This is obviously quite an awkward conversation to <laughs> to your employer. This is being how much, yeah, hold, right on, hold on, how much more time do you have during the day? Well, uh, it takes me about three hours travel a day to get uh, in nice. and out of work, so Nicely I've gained done. that back in the Ooh. in the evening, uh, in the morning, in the evening. Work. So great footwork. Yeah. Uh, an extra hour and a half at night is an extra hour and a half I can spend making making a video quality or quality content. Yeah. yeah. So what what have you seen that's funny? Because um, we're talking about comedy specifically today. I've seen a lot of people doing like their their lockdown routines. I follow one guy who used to work, I think, for an animal sanctuary and now has 50-odd animals in his house and does like a <laughs> daily lifetime of, here's the chickens, here's the ducks, here's, here's my lemon plant because he's got nothing else to show. What about brands then? Are, are there any brands that are doing TikTok well? It's, it's been a bit weird. I've seen um, a lot more uh, in-feed adverts on TikTok recently. Uh, companies, in a very TikTok style, it's... Um, one of those things where people seem to always make videos in their bathrooms on TikTok in front of their mirror. Um, I especially remember seeing Grammarly do something where it's like someone kicked in their door and goes, you need to learn how to spell properly here. Why not try this? Um, which it, fit, it fitted in with the platform. So I didn't realise it was an advert until I kind of looked at the description. It's like, install Grammarly here today. Okay. Um, but I haven't seen a lot of hashtag challenges recently just to come back to the grammarly thing so that's is that would you say the secret of success on tiktok is to go totally native as a brand and almost be imperceptible there's no difference between your content and the content that everyone's putting out there yeah because I, I think it's so easy just to if you see an advert just to go and eh, just continue scrolling through your feed um i know i'm guilty of it but if it feels like it should be a video on the platform then you end up sticking around and watching it and then kind of end up tricking yourself into watching the advert for 15 seconds yes which is of course our job okay lucia in true tiktok style i'm going to take some of your audio and mouth along with it um, but uh, in the meantime thank you so much for um representing for the young and representing for tiktok and uh, yeah get back to work and we'll be sending you a lot more work now to make up for those few hours that you're skiving. <laughs> <laughs> I've wrapped myself out there, haven't I? Oh, well. <laughs> so, DL, what about brands, though? If we focus on brands, how do you think they're doing at the moment? 
Well, that's a broad question. I mean, different types of brands uh, seem very different things. I mean, obviously, if I feel you're... I feel slightly ashamed that it was such a bad question. Sorry, no, I didn't say but... it was a bad question, but it's a tough no, question. No, it was. I just wanted uh... you to speak. Basically, I could have said, <laughs> DL, speak. <laughs> Um, oh, different types of brands experiencing different things. So obviously, if you're Corona beer, you're not having a great time. Um, but if you're one of the many, um, uh, so, you know, streaming services, as, as we work with uh, one that are enjoying a, uh, a great time, they've got, they haven't had such a captive audience for, for such a long time, sort of them and Jehovah's Witnesses uh, are enjoying this moment. Um, but I'd say generally, you know, the, the, the apps that are bringing us together are the ones that are really seeing sort of the, the biggest success. So, I mean, WhatsApp didn't need much help before, but in, I think now it's become so much part of everyone's day, checking it all the time, whether it's just to shout at your parents for going to Little again, or to see what the latest advice is, uh, or to, I mean, the thing that on most of my WhatsApp is um, people who don't normally- 5G. It's the 5G conspiracy on your lot, 5G isn't it? conspiracy, but also everyone sharing memes, including lots of people that wouldn't normally share memes. Uh, what's your WhatsApp looking like? Yeah, it's not so good for me. <laughs> my, my, I, it's made me realise how worthy I am. My WhatsApp is all about political activism and <laughs> oh, wow. uh, saving the planet. I mean, there, I haven't seen a meme on WhatsApp for 20 years, really. It's, uh, so I, I need to get some... Fun. I need to, Basically, DL, I need some friends. You need um, more friends. Um, yeah. You need to move out of your rich, leafy area and just oh, it's come It's all coming out now. <laughs> it's come. all coming out now. We've been working together for five years and now it just took a little bit of, little bit of a crisis. And Get yourself yeah. to edgy hackney. I think what's interesting is that um, obviously the lockdown and the crisis hit brands... Um, quite hard at first. There was a panic. So every the rule book had to be turned up. And a lot of brands uh, resorted to doing the same sort of thing. We're here. Mm. We're all in it together. There's that brilliant video that that shows how all these brands put out uh, uh, above the line ads with uh, piano music and the same sort of yeah. uh, sentiment. Um, and it feels that things move very quickly in the lockdown, uh, which is a challenge for brands uh, on social and elsewhere. Uh, and it feels like now... We're at a stage where brands are going, how can we be different? How can we how can we sort of plant our flag as a useful brand or as an entertaining brand that that helps? It's like you now, yeah, we've all done the bit with the piano music and that uh, you're they're gonna be there for us. How do we move on? That's a big question, it feels. Definitely. And I think at first, the first week, I think we all wanted brands to that that formula um really was working you know i think we were you yeah. know me and my wife were watching you know that some of those ads in the first few days about us all being in this together and about these being uncertain times and the piano music and the sort of sort of sort of breathy uh sort of 80s it's normally a sort of a yeah someone singing a cover of an 80s song but it's it um yeah every ad was like a john lewis ad it was like you know it was like it was christmas john lewis all the time we were just so moved i mean maybe it was just like uh my hormones, but I was just, and what was going on? You just, everything made you sort of well up a bit. Um, and then it I became... think, yeah, I think you wanted that in the first, the first few days. And it's obviously understandable that I think because brands are so nervous about getting it wrong at the moment, it's easy to gravitate yeah. towards that formula. But no, definitely now a few weeks in, it's not like all of a sudden they all need to start being hilarious and, and humor doesn't necessarily need to be the the tool they use but i think they definitely need to do something to to stand out and to cut through and to and whether that is doing something 
clever and innovative or whether it's using humor or whether it's just being more human as we often talk about yeah. um i think they definitely need to to be different and it's interesting that um you know there are a lot of people saying oh tiktok is all big on tiktok but but you mentioned it yourself that um for most people whatsapp is where a lot of the conversations going and it's how and if brands should are able to access whatsapp or you know whether they're i mean obviously it's it's a, a, a sort of enclosed platform but it feels like if you can cross over onto whatsapp whether it's your memes whether it's your content whether it's your um, inspirational content with stuff that you get shared over in whatsapp that's where a lot of people are chatting yeah. at the moment i think it's yeah looking at where the where those conversations are happening a really interesting one i saw was um uh one of um it was a mate uh was uh, this weekend was a uh, a zoom uh hendu um i think it was one of our team actually and um and it was just interesting seeing how there, there was a, a, a male stripper at this uh, Hindu uh, who had obviously um, adapted his uh, his performance to, to the platform. You know, we talk a lot about platform specificity. And the only bit that I'd seen that was on Instagram stories was him saying, um, you need to all mute your microphones, otherwise you'll be sentenced to, to three to five orgasms. Um, but I think what, what I, I looked about it was... He was a police officer. Sorry, he was a police officer. I missed a key. Yeah part of his performance yeah, yeah, i apologize yeah. um but um it was just great because it was adapting what he does to that platform and to, a, to an area where people are playing at the moment so i think yeah your sort of zooms house parties whatsapps uh, are the places to do that so yeah obviously memes and content like that does very well on all the platforms but if you're a brand that can't lean into comedy um how do you stay relevant now would you say I think, um, I mean, yeah, it's that, it's that one of those awful agency things that we would talk about. But again, I'd say it really is about, it's the human factor. It's less about humor and more about being human. People yeah. want to see what the brands stand for at the moment. And one, I mean, the most easy route, one way to do it that a lot of brands are doing um, is just, even if it's just giving free stuff to the NHS or discounts to the NHS workers or key workers, um, that is something. And at least they're doing something, they're giving back and people are responding well to that. But if you can actually be part of the solution in terms of helping people uh, become more educated about it, become inspired as to what they uh, can do at home, how to entertain your your kids, whatever it is. I think it's the helpfulness that is really helping to to sort of get them to cut through. Uh, and for some brands, humour is a is a vehicle to 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 success. Some it's going to be less appropriate and depends on the subject matter as well. But I think it's just about yeah. finding sort of your niche and doing something a bit different. Yeah, I think that's right. It's because it, we we love humor. This is why we've done the first episode about podcasts. But we have to remind ourselves as well that for for loads of brands, that's not the way forward. But it's humor is just uh, one child of the family humanity, and it's one expression of being human. Uh, and there's lots of other children. I really think this metaphor doesn't work. Um, but uh, there's lots of other ways of being human of. Uh, sharing uh, this experience. So humour is great at relatability, but if you can inspire people um, to to do stuff within the lockdown or to help the NHS or whatever as a brand, um, that doesn't have to be about humour. Uh, of course not. That's, that's about being human and recognising that we're all together in this hell hole. Well, I think what brands need to be making at the moment, uh, David, is uh, NHS. I'm natural so human stuff <laughs> natural human stuff 
That's the best Needs I could come up with. <laughs> if I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Needs I work. wrote that down. Let's put it that way: talk. that if if someone was saying, "I really like these guys. I'm going to employ them. They're wordsmiths," <laughs> and then they heard that, that's it. They'll never. I just come needed to us. something to do whilst you were prattling on for the last ten minutes, <laughs> and that's the best I could come up with. NHS natural human stuff. Okay, we're going to wrap up with a little feature we're calling Social Gold, Social Goals, uh, which is uh, just to have a look at what we've learned today. So three key takeaways, DL, about making lockdown lols in the middle of a global pandemic. What would you say the three essential? So I would say, I just had a quick think about it. So I've gone for three R's. Uh, I've said uh, be relatable. Uh, we've talked a lot, quite a lot about it today in terms of how it needs to be something that people can connect to with the, the tribulations they're going through themselves. Be reactive. So reacting to how the conversation is evolving uh, throughout the lockdown and making sure that what you're doing is, is, is fit for that particular week or that particular day. Uh, and be responsible. So whether you're trying to be funny or not, whether you're whatever you're doing, you need to be cognizant of the fact that we're obviously going through this absolutely ginormous, awful crisis in which lots of people are dying. So it's be, you need to be responsible in terms of how you're targeting your content and just the tone of it as well. Great. Can I say lovely arse? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, babes. <laughs> uh, okay, that's enough from us. I'd like to say thank you to Lucia Pici from the world of TikTok and to David Levin from the world of being my colleague and friend. Uh, remember to get on the socials. We are at that lot on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Uh, there's a link to all the content featured in today's show there. And really, it's worth you having a look at it. It's really, really funny. Uh, please leave a rating or a review if you can and let us know if there's any social media topics you'd like us to discuss. We'll be back in two weeks' time with some more social gold. And remember, in the words of a sign in a hospital in Cologne, Germany, which I saw on social media. Wasch dir die Hände, als hättest du Chilis geschnitten und wolltest jetzt masturbieren. In other words, don't forget to wash your hands like you've just chopped chilies and you want to masturbate. Goodbye! <laughs>